Welcome to the Never Stop Getting It podcast, where we take your mind out of reality and have a little fun with life. Here's your hosts, Steve Giroux, Scott Bailey, and John Osimo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Never Stop Getting It podcast, where we celebrate unstoppable individuals and inspiring stories that embody the motto of Never Stop Getting It. I'm your host, Steve. I'm flanked by my two co-hosts, John Scott. And today, we have a very special guest joining us. Her name is Sabrina Curtis, a courageous woman who has encountered loss but turned it into a driving force for change. Sabrina's father tragically lost his battle to cancer, and now, in his memory, she's organizing a fundraiser a fundraising event for Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Get ready to be inspired by Sabrina's story and learn how she's making a difference in the fight against cancer. So Sabrina, how you doing? I'm okay. How are you? (laughs) I want to pull that microphone a little closer to you. I'm I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's always fun to have special guests like we have today and looking forward to this uh podcast with sabrina so thank you again sabrina for being here today yeah thanks for having me yes i'm excited we get uh threefold we get a uh a, a trip uh we get a new guest and we get to talk about something we all know and and have dealt with in various stages of our lives and uh i'm excited yeah kids is a tough thing again like scott said we've all been touched by it so Sabrina, can you tell us a little bit more about your father and the impact he had on your life and probably the, com- uh, the community, I'm sure, because he was a police officer. And- Go ahead. Yeah, um, I actually have a, a list of all of the achievements that he um, accomplished wow. as a police officer, if that's okay if I Yeah, read let her Absolutely. So he was a police officer for Drakeit for 32 years. Um, the positions that he held were patrolman, provisional sergeant, and he was a personnel officer. He received several letters of accommodation during this time. Um, After retiring from DPD, Drake Police Department, he (laughs) went on to be the school attendance officer and he worked with the court students and families. And uh, I, in my position with my job, I got to work with him a little bit, which was just nice. (laughs) It was fun. So you worked for the schools, right? Yeah. Yep. I do. Oh, perfect. He had a passion for working with kids and families. He created a program to serve breakfast for seniors and veterans at the senior center, and this was a big passion of his. Um, With his partner, he created a junior police academy in the elementary schools. Also with his partner, he created the mock car accident program for the senior class for the high school, which I sang at for two of them, which was interesting. Um, (laughs) He created safe events for kids on Halloween, for example, a haunted house, pumpkin carving displays. With the town's recreation department, he helped organize outside movie nights. He worked to assist organizing safety protocols during the Christmas tree lighting ceremonies. He worked with an insurance company, giving safety helmets to children and promoting bike safety. And he also did this throughout the neighborhoods as well. Um, That is... The list I have for all of the things that I can remember. He's busy. Yeah, he was a very oh, busy guy. That's he, awesome. He loved being a part of Drake It and helping make it a better community. Um, so he had a huge impact. He did. On the community. So what, so what was the whole inspiration for you to organize this fundraiser in his memory? The <laughs> Everything that happened to him um, leading up to his, his death. Mm-hmm. 
Um, at one point he was intubated and he was in the ICU and I held his hand and I told him that I would try to do my best to help prevent this happening to other people and to other families. So this is my way of doing that, <laughs> just being a, a little girl from Drake it. So mm. this is my way. That, that's a great thing. I mean, absolutely. Everybody needs to do something, right? Yeah, exactly. And and so your dad um, sounds like he was um, an incredible guy. He was. And, and we're lucky that you're telling your story here today. And um, I imagine that the type of cancer um, played a role in your decision to organize the event that you have coming up here. So can you share with us more about the specific type of cancer your father had and why uh, it is the fun, you know, it so means so much to the fundraiser itself? Yeah. Um, from what we were told, <laughs> it was small bowel cancer that he suffered from and it metastasized and basically ended up encasing um, his stomach with the cancer. When I decided I wanted to run a fundraiser, I reached out to Dana Faber, and initially I, I wanted any funds that were raised to be allocated towards finding a better way to decompress one's stomach when they have metastasized cancer, like my father had, because that was one of the big issues was trying to install a port that would help decompress his stomach, and that would have been a leading factor to get him to uh, chemo. Um, if he were able to get to chemo, they said he would have six months to a year to live, but unfortunately, they were unable to mm. install a port. So that's what I initially wanted when reaching out to Dana-Farber, but they they ended up putting me in uh, touch. Well, not in touch, but they ended up deciding that the best way my funds would um, be used is for a doctor named Dr. Neely Sethi. I'm hope I hope I pronounced that right of Dana Faber. <laughs> and this doctor is doing research towards small bowel cancer for better testing and better screening going forward. So it's what we decided on. Well, that's amazing. Um, and and it, it it's uh sounds like and and I'm coming from the, the background that I have. Uh, your dad was definitely uh, in the old spirit of community committed, um, and and I can appreciate that. Um, but and it also sounds like he was a, a person that wanted to to create events and do a type of thing. So is that how you like carried on and 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 doing an event kind of in his name and in, in the spirit of that? That's where you learned that from. Yeah, I, I never really thought of it that way, but I think so. I think um, just growing up watching him do things for others, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And it, it sounds like 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 this, this doesn't sound like a small project, and it doesn't sound like it's a first time event, or it may be a first time event, but something that's going to carry on, and it should carry on. Um, just kind of go through the uh, uh, for people that are out there that are trying to look for something to do you so know? the process yeah the basically process. i had to start a fundraiser for other people if they want to do one um so i when i plan something i i become hyper focused on it so my my first thing was making sure dana farber approved it because um i wanted to use their logos and and be able to um say it was for dana farber and then the biggest thing that 
the biggest thing, and it's also an obstacle, is reaching out to to places that will um, give a donation or a raffle basket of some sort. So I reached out to about like 130 different places so far, and only heard back from like about 30. So it can be a little <laughs> discouraging, but that's uh, reaching out to places, finding a venue. I wanted to do live music because my dad loved oldies. So we'll have a live band um, playing at the event and then finding things that people will want to do when they are there. Rather, Of course, people will just want to come and support us, but they also want to have fun while they're at the event. So we'll have um, um, KBK Sports coming and doing a silent sports memorabilia auction mm-hmm. and i don't know trying to find like fun things to do and my brain just goes crazy and and I, I try to think of what else i can do and so that's kind of like downfall for me too because <laughs> i get a little crazy too much but yeah i i think that finding a venue is probably your biggest thing because you want to raise as much money as possible and you want to find a venue that isn't going to charge you for right, for it, right. so well ex- expanding on that a little bit i can only imagine um the amount of effort that went into organizing your events and you just talked about it 130 um you know reaching out to to different organizations um so since it's you know it's always exciting to hear about the unique offerings um that can attract people to support a cause uh can you tell us uh, about some of the raffle items or prize drawings you've secured so far for your event. Oh my goodness. Um I have a list somewhere. Uh <laughs> it doesn't have to be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um I have I have gift certificates for different restaurants. I have baskets from some restaurants. Um ugh. I'm not really sure. A lot of gift certificates for local restaurants in the community, and and that's always that's always <laughs> the way um, for these kind of events is to yeah. get the the gift certificates, the raffle baskets, and and everyone really wants to support the cause more than anything else. And and obviously, your cause is so important. So thank you for doing it. So let's let's go off of that a little bit. How do people find you? How do people able to donate? How the you know, how is the whole organization found online? Is there a website? Yeah. Facebook pages, I'm sure. Social media is going to play a big part. All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to to just simply donate. Do you want me to just read? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Sure. It's it's HTTP. Uh, that sem- yeah, yeah, sem- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, slash slash Dana Faber dot Jimmy Fund dot org slash go to slash Harry Curtis. Um, and that can be simply for donating. I'm on Facebook just at Sabrina Curtis or Instagram at Sabrina Curtis. And I'm, I'm constantly posting about it. So, yeah. hmm, and that kind of goes into what I was going to ask about is, is the, the, the difficulty or the challenges in, in promoting and getting it out there now. Now, your father being a, a police officer for 32 years, I'm sure the police department and the community itself knew him. And it sounds like he was, because you guys, you have guys that aren't so committed to the community, but it sounds like he was and everything that he did and, and all the activities he was part of or, or started or anything like that. Um, I, so I can only assume, and that's awesome, is that the community really has, has assisted in, in spreading the word and getting everything out there um, to to support this type of event or this type of fundraiser. Yeah, it's still in the early stages as far as people uh, sharing on behalf right. of us. But um, 
I'm sure more people will. When it gets closer and crunch time, I feel like people will become more involved and whatnot. Um, yeah. So, yeah. As the police department, I mean, I, I'm assuming um, that they've really, I hope. So my brother would be the one to speak to about okay. that. And he's, <laughs> I'll ask him. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll find out. And um, I haven't heard back yet, but I'm sure they'll be planning something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Every little bit helps, especially in these types of things. And and I think that's what people need to realize is is no matter how small or big, you know, because you get big, big corporations that, that donate and, and the smaller guy might be, oh, I don't really have anything, but anything helps because oh, yeah. you don't know who might want something. I want this, this, <clears throat> I want this. Everything helps. Um, if If you're a small business owner, Get out there and help out, and it'll bring a lot of attention to to your business. Yeah, thank you. So, I'm kind of curious. We're gonna backtrack a little bit. Now we talked about the fundraiser, but how was the whole ordeal? The whole, I know it kind of sucks looking back on it, and uh, you know, again, we've all been touched by the whole cancer bug, and it it sucks in many ways, especially on the family, you know, and everybody around it. But how was your grieving process? How how has everything worked with it? How was your process even before that? Oh. Whether your dad was in the hospital, I'm sure there's a lot that you want to get off your chest. Yeah, it 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 was an experience. Uh, um, he was in the hospital a, a, a few times beginning end of August. I actually brought him in to the ER because he had a doctor's appointment that day and he had blood work done and they discovered his potassium levels were critically low which I didn't know it was serious when he said, I have to go to the ER. I'm like, all right. I was babysitting uh, my brother's dog and I had my dog. I'm like, I'll put them in the back and I'll drive you to the ER. And he's like, no, can you walk in with me? I'm like, okay. So he was admitted for two to three days. They got his levels back up and he was released. And then uh, a week or so afterwards, he was brought back. He called 911 on himself because he was having chest pains. Again, his potassium levels were critically low. He almost went into cardiac arrest. They got his levels back up, released him. They wanted him to go to gastro. They believed he had cirrhosis. And he missed his gastro appointment when he was in the hospital the second time. And then he called an ambulance on himself again because he had stomach pains. And he was admitted again, missed his gastro appointment again because he was in the hospital. And I won't mention hospitals or doctors or anything when I talk about this, but they refused to do the tests in hospital because it's an outpatient test, I guess. Really? And that would have helped establish that he did not have cirrhosis. Um, so that was September 18th. That was his third time in the hospital. And he never came home from that, that time. Um, he was released to rehab on October 12th. That's when he became, I don't know. I don't know how like specific I can get. Can I get? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, whatever you want. Go ahead. Um. He he began vomiting a very dark color, and come to find out, it was because his stomach was shutting down because he had cancer, which they didn't know. Because I, I don't know. Uh, he was brought to a different hospital, and at this hospital, there was a doctor there that we had to advocate for my dad to get a new doctor from this doctor because he was denying my father um, medicine. And on October 27th, my father aspirated on this vomit, which come to find out had fecal matter in it. So he went into septic shock and that's when he uh, was intubated in ICU. And then on Halloween is when we were told he had stage four incurable and treatable cancer. So we didn't know he had cancer until 
13 days before he passed away. And it it was, yeah, it, there's a lot to it. I couldn't talk about it for, for days, but. Well, just let me, <laughs> along those lines, and, and I, I, I hope by talking about this is bring some, some, uh, some healing toward, towards you and your family. Um, but do you remember in the, in the short process, um, did he talk about like, because being in that field, that profession, right? You're always the, the the caretaker. You're always the helper. You're always, you're supposed to be the strong person. Um, did he ever look back and go, you know what? I, I, I think I, I should have done something back then. You know what I mean? Like, like he had a pain or, cause I, I'm not too familiar. I'll be honest with you with, with this type of cancer, other cancers I am. Um, what did he ever, and this is just to help other people, like, don't be afraid to go and ask the doctor. And like you said, there are some challenges with that because everything now is okay. Just take this pain reliever or whatever. You'll get over it. Um, but people need to know they need to be their own advocate. You know what I mean? And, early signs. Yeah. 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 Cause there's a lot of early signs and we just miss them. Ignore them. I don't yeah, think right. he, he saw anything that what he was going through as a sign. Like he did have stomach pains, but he yeah. didn't think too much of it, I right. guess. Right. Um, so I don't know. It, his, his was a doozy. It yeah. really, really got him quick. So, but they said it was a slow grown cancer, but he didn't show signs until a few months before passing. Yeah. And that, and that's, what's amazing about this is like, depending on, and, and they really s- stress it is early detection. That's mm-hmm. your best chance at anything. Um, so it, th- that's the most important word that anyone could, should be able to take from anything is don't be afraid to go to your doctor. Don't, don't be afraid to be a bother and, and, and the families and, you know, you don't want to tell your daughter, um, or your son or like, Hey, I think, you know, take me to the doctor or help me talk to the doctor or anything like that. But this really needs to be something that's stress. I, th- I think just by personal experience and what I've seen in a No, I, I totally agree. You have to be your best advocate and, and for not only yourself, but for your loved ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, um, you know, you're not going to get the care you need by sitting back on the sidelines. You need to press, you know, you need to ask questions you need to follow up and no one else is going to do that for you. So obviously, um, you know, the early detection is the, the, the best way to go, but just knowing that you can go and ask those questions and don't be afraid, because I think we all sit back oftentimes and we're like, I don't want to be sick. Mm. You know, I don't want to have to ask that question. That's not me. That's not going to happen to me. Mm. And that, that's not the way that we should be dealing with this. It should be upfront and, and we should be proactive rather than reactive. Right, right. And just to bounce off that, the doctors should take things more seriously as well. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it depends on the doctor you get. So how is a, you doing this fundraiser? Has that helped you with the healing process? Yeah, it, it, it has been. Um, I've, I've always been someone when I'm going through something, I tend to put my focus on doing something for other people. It's just mm-hmm. how I've always been. Um, and so this has definitely been helping. Um, I'm not really sure how. <laughs> I don't know the reasonings why behind it, but it is it is helping. I'm sure your dad would be proud because obviously he started all that other stuff too. Yeah. So yeah. for the community. I just think so. And it's, you know, something in his memory, which is fantastic. Yeah. Right. What you're doing is truly touching. Um, and then, you know, sometimes people need a little bit of an extra nudge 
um, to understand the impact that they can make on this situation, on, on the fundraiser itself. So what message would you like to convey to those who may be hesitant to contribute um, to the cause or attend that you, your event that you have um, coming up? Um, I'm, I don't, I hate asking people for things. Um, so I, I understand when people, um, they might not know exactly how much little things would mean to, mm. to me and my family, but even just coming to the event and just, or, or even just sharing that it's happening would, would be amazing and it would mean a lot. So I think I answered your question. Yo, yes. Did I? You did. You <laughs> I did. You, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So is there anything else you want to touch on about your dad, the fundraiser that, you know, we haven't really hit on? I, I see your notebook over there. Oh you got a lot gosh, of notes. I know. <laughs> we have a lot of notes. I want to make sure you get everything you want to get in. Yeah. Um. Can I, can I say where and when? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're let's, definitely going to do that. Yeah. And, and, we'll okay. probably do it again, too. So, yeah, please. just Yeah. No. And So um, the event will be Sunday, April 28th at the boat in Drakeit. It's from 1 to 6. It's $10 a ticket to get in. You can either pay beforehand online or we'll take money at the door. And as I said earlier, there will be prize drawings and live music and just some other fun things that we're, we're working on. So what is the boat? It used to be the boathouse. Okay. <laughs> Drake it. It's just uh, a bar. Oh, it's <laughs> but it's, it's a nice... Is it on a lake? Big, is it on a lake? It's on a lake, yeah. yes. Well, it was a boathouse. Yeah. It's, I, I, it's I, a nice I, view. I, I assumed that, but... <laughs> yeah. You never know. You can't take this guy anywhere. You never know. I mean, you know. Could have been on the... Well, no, we're not in the ocean, so forget that. I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. He's a comic relief, this guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything you want to share more about, about your dad? It's, I mean, I, I'm, I'm honestly intrigued just because of my background um, and, and listening to the type of things that he was involved in. I mean, he sounds... And it, it's a stupid... <laughs> It's a stupid thing to say because what what, what you're going to say no, but it sounds like he was really a great guy and 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 committed to to his job, and it's so hard to find, um, almost like a dying breed, um, to, mm. that to people that committed and 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 I almost can assure you, just not even knowing a, a lot, I, I can I I know this, I have a feeling that this is going to be a great great fundraiser. Um, because, because of who he was, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you can tell when somebody is, is out there and people appreciate and, and they put their best things forward. And, and that's what I mean. It, it's important to get these things out there and to know that there's people out there and, and just, just go and volunteer and, and help out and, and, and donate and, and go enjoy the event. Right. Because that's what it is. It's, it's, it's a celebration. Um, and that's what you would want it to be. And, 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 it's going to go to a great cause. Um, they need as much help as they can get. And that's what these fundraisers, like you see them all the time. And that's almost like just because you see them all the time doesn't mean they're not needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, and I hope that through all this, you and your family, again, you know, I've said it before is, is, is finds what you need to, to, to keep moving forward and, and the best to, to all of you. Thank you. Yep. And and yeah, you still have some notes there. So is there is there is there anything else that you want our listeners to know, either about the event, about the cancer, about your dad, just that you haven't been able to talk to us about um, today yet? So is there anything else before we 
well, wrap things I, up. I just have one, one before you. So just uh, what did they tell you as far as, like Steve said, there's early science. Is there something that people could do or, or like what, what? You know what I mean, like blood tests. Like I, I know you talked about potassium, and it was yeah. it was elevated, and and they, and they probably said okay, it was low, that, right? Critical or, or low? I mean, low, yeah. It, it was it was. Um, is there a, a symptom for that? If your potassium is low, what ends up? How did? Um, I honestly don't. He was. Uh, the, you could see it in his skin. His skin kind of looked grayish i guess and he i think he was very tired mm. um and i don't know how long it was low for but that i don't and i don't know if that's always an indication of stomach cancer of small bowel cancer i'm yeah. not sure but they um trying to think if there was anything they said to look out for I, I i'm not sure they did so many blood tests they did so many cat scans on him when he was in the hospital and somehow they still missed it. So, um, is there anything in family history or that he, he could have been aware of? Or, um, uh, his brother has cancer. I believe it's bone cancer, blood, blood cancer. Sorry, blood cancer. Okay. Um, she's she's looking back. At yeah, somebody, sorry, so. <laughs> sorry, sorry for the awkward silence. Yeah, well, I'm you, you just got to realize nobody nobody's watching. I know. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. That's all right. Uh, so, who's this lovely lady back here? Oh, so this is my stepmother. Okay. Who oh. was married to my dad for over 30 years. So, that's where you're getting the blood cancer information from. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm reading her lips. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, my dad was, I mean, he was an amazing police officer, but he was so much more than that, too. He was an amazing father and... um uh, I mean, I know he wasn't everybody's dad who would be coming to the event, but right. he was he was the best. So, well, we really appreciate you coming on uh, to to our show, being our guest, and telling your story, and making sure that everyone knows about your dad. Great story, and about the event because what we do here on the Never Stop Getting It podcast is just to showcase what it means to have that passion for whatever you want to do. And the motto of never stop getting it is what we like um, to showcase. And we've been able to do that with you being here today. So I want to thank you very much for being our guest. Thank you. And for telling your story. <laughs> but I would like to just one more time, at least get this, to get the information out. What what was the, the, the date and, and the location? And I mean, people. Websites. Yeah. Websites. Uh, um how they can donate if they want to donate, uh, where they can find a story. Um, obviously it, it doesn't sound like it's, it's a, it, it sounds like, the, you know, when nowadays with Google and everything else, mm. you can just Google something and people come yeah. up, but it's always important to, as many times we can get something out, we can get something out. There's more than Google now. It's like <laughs> AI yeah. stuff yeah. going on out there. And... So the date is? Sunday, April 28th. Okay. One to six at the boat. <laughs> Uh, I don't know their exact address off the top of my head. It's like Tingsboro Road and Drake it. On a lake. On a lake. Yeah. <laughs> and it's $10 for, um, okay. for a ticket. Perfect. And then uh, the Dana-Farber website? Yeah. I'm that? stressed out about doing that HTTP thing again. Oh, you don't have to say it. <laughs> www. <laughs> it's uh, org slash go to slash Harry Curtis. All right. Well, we'll have to share that. Is there something on Facebook? Do you share like? 
posts and stuff? Yeah, I, I have um, a post on my Facebook. I have an event that I created via Facebook, and I'm constantly posting. Oh, you about have to it. get the podcast, Facebook, social media. We have to link up, and then we could share it as well. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, yes. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on the episode of Never Stop Getting a Podcast. We hope that the stories and insights shared by our guests have inspired you to pursue your passions and never stop thriving for success. Remember, no matter the challenges or setbacks you face, keep pushing forward, keep learning, stay motivated, stay hungry, and never stop reaching for your dreams. Until next time, never stop getting it. Booyah. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Never Stop Getting It podcast. And join the community on Facebook. Never Stop Getting It. And Twitter at Never Stop Getting It. And of course, NeverStopGettingIt.com.